Cube Radio. You are listening to the Car Guide Podcast with Louis-Philippe Dubé and Gabriel Gélina. Gab, this is the 21st episode of the Car Guide Podcast. Uh, and today, a couple of things to cover, but first and foremost, something we've been waiting for. But I don't know if we've been waiting <laughs> that much for it, but we've been the war, the automotive world has been waiting for it for four years. Unveiled in what November? In the, I think it was November 19, uh, 2019. Yep. And slated to be launched in uh, the 30th of November, the Tesla Cybertruck. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, you know, it's like. After all this time, we've been sort of like speculating whether this was going to be vaporware like the Roadster, you know, the Tesla Roadster, which yeah. again is another model that we're expecting. But now it's true. You know, we've seen the, the Cybertruck out in the wild, so to speak. Yes. I mean, I was in California a couple of weeks ago and I was driving uh, north of Pasadena to go to La Cañada on uh, Interstate 210 and I was passing a uh, hauler. You know, a, a car yep. hauler with three Tesla Cybertrucks on them. Uh, and um, these trucks were uh, evidently had been driven somewhere off road because they were pretty muddied up in terms of the wheel wells and, and things like that. And then did they have bullet wounds like on the sides? <laughs> no bullet wounds or anything like that. But definitely, you know, you get the feeling that that Tesla was out somewhere, you know, testing yep. these testing these vehicles in, in off-road conditions. And now recently, just recently, here in the city of Montreal, we've been seeing that there's a Cybertruck that's running around mm -hmm. and it's been spotted and photographed on various highways and bridges around the city of Montreal. So evidently, there's some sort of uh, testing or uh, validation uh, yeah. going on. Or it's just, you know, that they're, they're, they want to get it out to the uh, Tesla centers to get customers or potential customers to get a, a, a finally get a close look at the genuine article, you know, as opposed to just looking at photographs and videos. Right. So yeah. there's, you know, as you, as you know, Tesla doesn't do anything like anyone else. Of and course. So <laughs> that, what we like to say in our, in our business that the Tesla uh, public relation agency is Twitter and exactly. their, their fleet is managed by uh, Turo. Mm -hmm, <laughs> so exactly. we don't have much information on it. Uh, a lot of people who gave their deposits uh, either. They don't have much information like the price and power yeah. and all that stuff. Evidently, everybody knows what it looks like. Um, uh, you know, I, I like to say I'm, I'm, I'm very poor at drawing, but that's the only vehicle that I can draw for you right <laughs> away. I mean, it doesn't take much. Uh, but in the, and on the web, before the unveiling, you know, there's a lot of things that uh, leaked and a lot of, um, you know, things we suppose are going to happen with the, uh, with the, uh, the, the mm -hmm. Cybertruck. For, for instance, like when Ford or GM or Ram unveil a truck, the most important thing is always payload and, yeah. and towing, right? That's uh, one thing that we learned unofficially, uh, maybe a week ago. That's, that's, you know, like two weeks before the, uh, the actual launch, not unveiling, but launch of the vehicle. Uh, and it sits at 11,000 pounds. 
Mm-hmm. 11,000 pounds, which makes it you know, somewhat competitive on paper. Mm-hmm. And 2,500 pounds of payload, which yeah. is pretty, pretty uh, considerable. Um, in terms of size, uh, shorter than an NF-450 Lightning, and uh, but longer than a Rivian R1T, which, you know, when we looked at the, uh, the Cybertruck on, on, on photo, I mean, sometimes it looks humongously huge and sometimes it looks pretty small when it's parked you mm-hmm. know behind or, or in front of other trucks and stuff like that so gives you an idea of how how big or how small it is uh well performance no yeah. nothing going on there uh, well you know again this this idea of like <clears throat> how many motors you know like yes. single dual Perhaps a, a, a three-motor setup. We know that, that there's going to uh, yeah. be all three. So, so are they going to take the same kind of drivetrain as the uh, Model S Plaid? We don't know. We mm-hmm. speculate that that will be the case. What we do know is that it'll be the first Tesla with an 800-volt architecture, mm-hmm. which will enable it to charge faster on you know uh, high-speed chargers, the Tesla superchargers, uh, than the other uh, models. But that's about it. You know, yep. we're kind of speculating. We know that, you know, the batteries in the truck will be built in Texas. How many, you know, how many cells in the battery, oh, yeah. things like that. So there, there's a lot well, of same stuff. same as the, the towing and payload. I mean, exactly. I, I got that from, from you know, all kinds of sources that, that, that were claims, but it would make sense. I mean. So, you know, we can expect another uh, Elon Musk production on the web where he goes <laughs> on and on about every significant feature of the uh, Tesla yes. Cybertruck. Uh, when they do go ahead and, and present it. And I think then we'll get the, we'll get the lowdown on this, on this vehicle. You know, I mean, the styling, obviously, we got to talk about that because this thing looks like nothing else. Um, and, uh, it's really going to stand out. And I think just from that standpoint, you know, there's a lot of people that are, Maybe not even into pickup trucks and yeah, not, even, yeah. not even into electric pickup trucks, but they'll want that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, because it looks so weird and, <laughs> exactly. and cool. And we, we have an expression in French, like it's so ugly that you, 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 you have to love it because yeah, exactly. it's so, it's so, mm-hmm. it's so different, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, see what we get. We, we know it's going to have a frunk. We know, we know a few things about it, but, uh, it's going to be interesting to see. You know when they finally release all the specs and all the uh, the info, and of course, you know how how they plan on on selling it and what's the production going to be like and yeah. the, the production capacity and how, how many, many are going to come gonna... to market, how quickly and yeah. things like that. And so you know, there's, there's <laughs> like you said, they don't do anything uh, the same way as yes. uh, regular legacy car makers. Um, I don't know. You know, this, this guy, Musk, he's, he's always doing things different. I mean, he, and, and he's doing weird stuff as well. You know, you've heard about the emissions control mode on the uh, Teslas, which is basically a feature that makes fart noises in the car and things like <laughs> I that. I heard yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, there's that. So are they going to put that in the Cybertruck? Who knows? You know, yeah, probably. Yeah. There's going to be a quirky features. Yeah. Uh, so, you know. I mean, this guy somehow... He's he's almost like um, like an old teenager, you know, with with, yeah. <laughs> with these practical jokes. Yeah, and so who knows if that's going to be a feature in the in the Cybertruck? But definitely, you know, I think he's 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 sort of like punking, so to speak, the uh, the legacy 
pickup truck makers, yes. you know, with, yeah. with their standout design and and just that, you know. Uh, uh, we can't wait we to can see. Yeah, yeah, if when when the the portion of people who are going to buy the Cybertruck to actually tow and work. This yeah. is what I want to see how it performs because yeah. we saw some videos on the web. Okay. Some people have said, okay, they went off-roading like, like the vehicles yeah, yeah, yeah. you saw, you know, some testing in California and it says, oh, there was uh, noises and it didn't look like it was, it, it looked like it was struggling. I don't like to judge a vehicle like that. You know, maybe it's, they were testing a mode or something, you know, mm-hmm. you never know. Right. But to see someone who actually beats the heck out of uh, out of the truck you know like to tow and haul and stuff like that and to see you know yeah. if, and, and if, if for us to get an actual review when we tow stuff or mm-hmm. we bring it out off road or something to be able to 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 really get the lowdown on the performance because as you know Tesla owners tend to kind of put flowers around their their ownership experience oh, yeah for sure you know <laughs> so I, te- you, Tesla can do no wrong you can't you, know? you can't really exactly. trust them I mean no, you can trust not. them but not not for everything and I sure our audience would would, would agree at, at, at some extent and you know like the owners to be able to, to put our hands on one would be the ideal thing to do and put it through the same paces that we do with the GMC stuff yeah, and exactly. with the Ram and with, with you know the, the, the Chevy stuff that we expect so much from these trucks and as far as pricing, I mean, when it was unveiled, I think they were they were talking about like, oh, it's going to be like upper thirties, and that was like four years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot yeah, a lot has happened. About, so it's yeah. going to be like sixty sixty to start eighty US. I'm talking about US dollars here because we we don't know in Canadian, but uh-huh. speculatively we can say that it's going to go you know from sixty to eighty at least, and this is going to be a like a uh-huh. like a really range topping you know. Yeah, I think uh, version. I think the the initial. Uh, when they unveiled it, they were talking about thirty nine thousand yeah. for a single motor. This is U.S. dollars, obviously, yeah. and forty nine thousand for the dual and sixty nine thousand for the, the three motor. Okay, but again, yeah, like you said, that was like years ago. Yes, and we've all know we all know what happened to car prices in yeah, the last yeah. couple of years. So yeah, we can expect that it's going to be more. Plus the fact the conversion for the um, for the Canadian dollar, if, yeah. That's, so that's that's, that's not going to help. And um, yeah, we'll see. Like you said, if it's if it's uh, if it's bulletproof because he took a what was it a baseball bat to the window or something yeah, like yeah. that <laughs> yeah, and it was a rock a rock the, the window in 2019 shot a automotive an automatic uh, rifle to mm-hmm. it and then uh, I don't know I, I said that also it can float uh, in certain rivers and I mean you know uh, legacy automakers would call this wading capabilities which is you can <laughs> yeah. actually like Land Rover you can actually wade uh, I'd say maybe it can but but you know as long as as you know it doesn't it doesn't there's not there's not too many waves around yeah um one last thing about that i saw a, f- a picture that came out uh, today on the web and you know it's all stainless steel panels right mm-hmm. and so in at a dealership someone came up and, and there was a cyber truck in the background and uh tesla had had put a bottle of i think it was like cyber clean or something <laughs> uh, uh with, a, with a sticker to be able to wash like you're washing your fridge or appliance yeah, yeah. you know stainless steel appliance for 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 your finger marks mm. I, I think that's going to be that's going to be another tricky part uh, of uh, maintenance for these vehicles is that but that was actually that that was the first thing that we thought of it's like whoa how is are these things are going to stay clean you know and then, uh, you know if you're a truck owner maybe you don't care but if you're someone who buys it for the for the show exactly. i mean it's gonna it's gonna mean something right mm-hmm. so that's something to look out for <laughs> so officially unveiling uh, launching sorry on uh at 2 p.m debut on november 30th so uh, uh keep keep uh keep watching 
I guess Twitter uh, mm-hmm. X, uh, X formerly yeah. formerly Twitter X to see uh, everything that uh, Tesla is going to be uh, uh, able to uh, to tell us about uh, the new uh, Tesla Cybertruck and the answer maybe answer some of those questions we've been asking today but so far that's what we know about the Cybertruck Next up, 2024 Porsche Panamera. Yes. So more of a facelift, I guess, not a, not a huge remodel. But also, you know, I think the significant thing, um, is that they've shrunken sort of like the, the, the variants that yes. you have, you know, as you far know how as many? The, how, yeah, how, I think there were used like 24. 24, of them. I yeah, think. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Almost as many Panameras as there were 911 Carreras. Yeah. You and know? you could get every, everything with yeah. everything with the, in the Panamera <laughs> lineup. So now they, they've, they've kind of condensed the, uh, the, yeah. uh, the options. Which makes a lot of sense, you know, because they're trying to rationalize, uh, the lineup a little bit. And also because quite frankly, I'm pretty sure that, prospective buyers were kind of lost, you know, been yeah. this jungle of different models, different variants, different option packages and so on and so forth. So at one point, you know, you got to streamline things. And also, you know, with the push to EVs, as far as manufacturing, you want to, you know, you try and keep things a little bit simpler, I guess, right. even though a lot of these cars are, are built to order. But nevertheless, um, I think also another significant factor is that they've gotten rid of the uh, Sport Turismo uh, yeah. variant, which is kind of a shame, shame because to me, that's what the uh, Panamera is all about. Yeah. You know, as far as I'm concerned, when the Sport Turismo came out, I said that should be the Panamera, period. Yeah, you it know? should be like a wagon, some yeah, type of wagon, exactly. right? Not, not a sedan. So it's kind of unfortunate that they've, that they've axed that, which For me, I think the, there the was most interesting. It, it was models. like 10% of the yeah, sales. Yeah, I know, but still, nevertheless. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the one I would have It was the cool one. That was the one I would have <laughs> It was the cool one. And, but you know, you have the Sport Turismo now in the, um, in the Taycan GTS and other variants and so, so on and so forth. But also, obviously, you know, different screens and, uh, in, uh, it, it kind of looks, you know, very much, um, like a refresh in terms of, uh, of the screens that looks a little bit more like the, the other models in the lineup. Right? It does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they, uh, now before you had the instrument cluster, which yeah. is, which was digital, but it kind of, it still looked like an instrument cluster, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, now it's the 12.6 inch, you know, run of the mill, everything Porsche curved, yeah. which is easy to read and it makes sense. And it's, it's spreading. I saw it in, in the Cayenne a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, the infotainment center, uh, 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 uh screen, it's the, the new interface but also now you can get the very very useful screen on the passenger side (laughs) which is mostly for streaming content and also gives access to the passenger for the for for the uh, infotainment system but still they're all very close together so Mm -hmm. it's 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 a lot of screen uh very trendy in the in the automotive industry now so we can't blame porsche for that um Have we reached peak screen? I think we, I think we <laughs> need to. Peak screen power? Yeah, I think we have, yes. I mean, where else? Where, you know, can we, we can we do more? You know, exactly. it's probably, there's an engineer out there thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, they moved uh, the shift lever from the center console to the dashboard, which was done also on the Cayenne. So it's yeah. kind of a, you know, I, I, I appreciated some of the manual or haptic commands in the center console. Now there's less. Uh, there used mm-hmm. to be more switches. Now there's less. So, I mean, it, we can talk about it all day. They all 
everything, every control moves to the infotainment system and the screens, but it's more of a clean look, I guess, now for the Panamera interior. Yeah. No, I think, I think it's, it's gonna, again, like I said, you know, the fact that they've dropped the, the Sport Turismo variant that to me was the, the most interesting one. Yeah. But, um, you know, Porsche's moving obviously in, in a different direction and, um, it's 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 you know, they're, they're up they're updating the Taycan that's their next step they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're going to do a facelift of the Taycan they're going to also look at the the motors the batteries things like that yeah so it's it just goes you know it's just natural that they would sort of rationalize the the Panamera lineup because yeah. like that you know it, yeah. it had like 24 models and something absurd and they're still going to keep the hybrids because the hybrids is uh, what they need for Europe. As, as a lot of the European countries' markets, you know, the, the hybrids are very popular. So yeah. I think there's like four hybrid variants. Yeah, so it's, that, it's one kind of more than, yeah. than, than the other. Uh, a couple of facts uh, for the gas versions. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, 2. 2.9 liter uh, turbo V6 engine. Now, uh, a, little bit, a, little bit, a little bit of a bump for the Panamera 4 and uh, Panamera uh, base uh, with 23 horsepower and 37 foot-pounds of torque. Uh, so now it sits at uh, 348 and 368 foot-pounds of torque. Uh, we don't know, like you said, you mentioned about the hybrid. There's going to be four models. Uh, it, I, it seems to all start in 2025, your model, not 2024. Yeah. And the one that we got a glimpse at, it's the uh, turbo uh, e-hybrid uh, model. And it's a 25.9 kilowatt battery, which is a bit of a leap from what it used to mm-hmm. be. I think it was like 17 something on on, yeah. on, on, on the other hybrid, uh, the turbo S. Yeah. Turbo S E hybrid, which is Porsche is kind of playing with the S's and the E's mm. now to be able to rationalize the 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 uh, the, uh, the lineup. Um, we expect uh, more range, but nothing is out yet. Obviously, mm-hmm. with the, with this battery pack. But what's interesting is that the the uh, the output for this hybrid variant is a little lower uh, than uh, the current top uh, Turbo S E hybrid that mm-hmm. there is now. Uh, on the lineup, which exists only 670 horsepower, which is, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty good Slumming. compared to 690. <laughs> so, so you can tell that, uh, there's going to be, uh, 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 probably a turbo SE hybrid, which is going to be a rage topping yeah, uh, model sure. at sure. 729 horsepower, like the Cayenne, maybe, which yeah. is going to be the same, uh, uh we, train, we expect yeah. the same calibration, uh, mm-hmm. from the Cayenne, but we can't, you know, we can't confirm that. Obviously, uh, uh, uh and there's going to be more base models for the hybrid uh, lineup of the Panamera. So, uh, yeah, a lot of, uh, lot of new stuff as well, uh, on the chassis side of the Panamera. There's a new suspension. A new suspension that uh, kind of blends uh, pneumatic and hydraulic components to be able to fight roll uh, like mm-hmm. it does best at, at Porsche. Uh, there's a, the whole article on the car guide you can see about this, this uh, uh, new technology at, uh, at, at Porsche, but still giving the Panorama the best in chassis technologies is important. Um, for price, uh, in the US, Panamera starts at, uh, 101, uh, 550 for the base model, 108, 550 for the Panamera 4. Uh, that's, uh, in Canada, it's 116, 300 and 120, 600 for the pricing. 
Panamera Base and Panamera 4 are going to be the first to launch. It's going to be at the beginning of the year, I think 2024. And then after that, like I said, 2025 for the first hybrid model. But we'll know more about those hybrids uh, a little bit longer down the line. Uh, hopefully we get uh, one on our hands and we'll be able to be able to test it. So can't wait to see it. Gab, uh, for 2024, the new Lexus IS, we, we, we won't say all new because it's the new Lexus IS, uh, very unchanged for mm -hmm. uh, this year. Uh, vehicle, uh, a sedan that's always been trying to challenge, uh, Germany's uh, biggest guns. Uh, always a following with this vehicle yeah. but uh, for 2024 we're still expecting in the next few years of big big changes it was since 2021 the last time but now only a little bit of a repackaging going on for the 2124 model if we, if we look at the history of this car you know when it first came out on the scene the Lexus IS when it was first introduced many many years ago many generations ago it was like they took everything the blueprint essentially for a BMW 3 series. You know, they manufactured an inline six cylinder engine. They had this, this wonderful shifter, you know, for the manual gearbox and things like that. So when the Lexus IS came onto the scene, it was like a big deal. It was like a genuine, uh, three series fighter, you know, with, with, with serious chops yep. in terms of, uh, engine gearboxes. Not so much a suspension, but definitely engine and gearboxes. They did their homework there. And then after that, you know, as the model evolved, it became more and more, you know, I wouldn't say sedate, but it was still a sports sedan, but, you know, not quite as uh, tuned towards BMW, you know, and it, it got a little bit softer you know, right, through, it did. through yeah, the yeah. years. Yeah. And now and so some of these cars are still on the road. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. No, no, I mean, <laughs> a lot, they're, a lot they're, of them are still on the road. So even, they did even very the first good gen the, models, they're, they're, they're yeah. almost like bulletproof and they, they, there's a cult following for this, and, yeah. for the, <laughs> this first gen <laughs> IS for sure. But um, the, the, the thing about this, this new one, um, what's interesting is yeah, obviously, you know, they, they went to the, the, the styling with the, with the front grill that that's, that's uh, across the range for, yes. for, for Lexus, the predator grill. With yeah, the, exactly. <laughs> and try to tone it down. I think for, um, you know, over the, over the last, uh, last couple of years, it's still, it's, it's one of those cars that you, and it's, it's not really sporty. I mean, it looks sporty, mm -hmm. but it's not really, really a great car to drive or anything like that uh you know it's going to be reliable you know it's going to be yep. you know a, a good car to own so to speak mm -hmm. but you know if you're looking at the dedicated sports sedan kind of driver yeah there's not many people that would consider you know this vehicle everybody's still going for the three series or even this even the c-class or the a4 it doesn't you know? have that the, the show factor exactly. from, from the compact sedan yeah. that, that entry-level buyers for the compact sedan are looking yeah. for and that, so you know they, they've they've done a bit of work on the car obviously hopefully it works but there's one one thing that they've kept and for the <laughs> life of me i just cannot understand it's that trackpad you know yeah. the trackpad for the infotainment system i mean you know, it's it's one thing to have a trackpad like on your laptop, like I have on my laptop. Yeah, it's we're not driving right exactly. now. Exactly, <laughs> and 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 the laptop is not moving. You know, it's not. You know, when you're you driving a car, and you know the trackpad is like under your fingers, yes. and you know as you go over a bump, you end up clicking on something, and yeah. next thing you know, you're in this menu for I don't know navigation. What all you wanted to do is change a radio station or something like yes. that. Yes. So 
to me, you know, this 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 trackpad is the it's the worst thing. It's a ever. safety hazard. It is, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And it's something you know is probably was designed by some engineer at his desk somewhere. But you know, <laughs> it's it's that same old, same old. You know, there's a a guy from um, from uh, one of the German car brands who's telling me, you know, the difference between Japanese engineers and German engineers is that German engineers drive to work, mm. and Japanese engineers take the train and the subway to work. Right. You know, and it's there's a little bit of truth to that. You know, so. Um, so this trackpad, you know, again, it just doesn't make any sense. Thankfully, it was, it was removed from a lot of the new yeah. uh, Lexus vehicles. Like you, you look at the RX, that's gone, you know. The But to have that still in this car, you mm-hmm. know, that makes absolutely zero sense. And to me, that is the number one reason why I would never buy one of these. Yeah. Just because of that. You can give me a V8, you can give me a manual, tra- you can give me everything, you know, but if it has that, I'm, I'm not buying it. <laughs> but that's Forget still, it. you know, I remember over the years, it, you know, Toyota was coming out with, say, okay, we, we made adjustments, mm-hmm. we made, we made it better. And you could tell there was some differences, you know, like the cursor was a little bit slower. It was a little, a little bit less sensitive. Uh, you know, the, the screen had moved. So the, the engineer when the presentation would say, Oh, you don't have to move your eyes off the road because the screen is higher. It, you know, and, but it never got to, to it was like different. You, you, you know, know to, you know, the to, popular expression, lipstick on a pig. Yeah. That's what you're describing right <laughs> yeah, now. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so always tried to make it better, but it yeah. was always the same nightmare on, 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 you know, it doesn't work on a- any drive day, yeah. you know, to be able to, to use that. Mm. Um, there's, uh, the Lexus, I, I, what I really like about 2024 and this recent announcement is that it keeps the V8, the old V8, which yeah, is, yeah. <laughs> which is, uh, you know, 472 horsepower. I, I mean, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's, it, in that 500 variant, it's mm. fun. You know, it's fun to have it. It's fun to hear. It's fun to know that it's still there. Uh, it's front heavy. It's not, of you know, course. like it's, it, you know, it doesn't drive. It doesn't handle very well, but mm. makes a hell of a lot of noise. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it kind of makes you remember of the old rear wheel drive sports sedans with the V8s, you know. So that's what I, I a, a plus for the, for the, this, uh, this year's IS. Still waiting for what's going to happen in the next few years of course so on the last episode we got to talk a little bit about the uh, new santa fe the 2024 uh, santa fe which uh Got those Land Rover looks, <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> Say, right? Yeah, big, for sure. big lift gate in the in the rear. Very mm-hmm. uh, adventurous vehicle, like we mentioned a couple of times during the podcast episode. And you couldn't really talk about it because we only saw it. I only saw it at the LA Auto Show to yeah. be able to see it up close. But you got to drive it in Korea. Yeah, uh, actually, you know, a couple of days before it was unveiled in uh, in LA. Uh, of course, there was an embargo, so we couldn't talk about driving impressions or anything like that about the performance. Um, but nevertheless, you know, obviously this is the fifth uh, generation for, for the Santa Fe. It's much bigger now, as we've discussed. And they're trying to uh, have more of a separation between the, the Tucson and, um, and the Santa Fe. One thing that's interesting about this vehicle is that, you know, truly it was designed um, from the inside out, so to speak. 
and starting with the with the rear hatch you know that that was the starting point for for the vehicle according to the uh, designers that 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 put it together um they discovered obviously during the pandemic a lot of people were going out and you know going out uh, doing stuff with their vehicles and trying to get out of their house and to mm-hmm. you know go out and camping or whatever into into the wilds and so they decided to make the the Santa Fe more uh usable from 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 that standpoint also three rows uh standard uh seating now yep so again uh it's a big vehicle and in terms of uh engines and powertrains uh basically now we have two because they've dropped the normally aspirated 2.5 liter engine and for for um uh Canada they'll be offering it with the 2.5 liter turbo uh engine and which is just shy of two, uh, 300 horsepower but in terms of torque it's like 311 pounds feet of torque it's it's a big heavy vehicle you know mm-hmm. it's like 2.2 it looks big yeah it's yeah, 2.2 yeah. tons metric tons um so it's not quick you know i'll tell you that right right off the bat it's not quick um even though it's got a good uh transmission's got the 8 speed uh double clutch uh transmission so that's that's really nice I th- the key thing about this vehicle is really uh how smooth it is you know the transmission shifts very very smoothly mm-hmm. it's very quiet it's very comfortable but it's not fast you know yeah. it's not something that you really enjoy driving if you're really into driving dynamics and you know carving corners once in a while even if it's just an off ramp or an on ramp and you're in, in you're in that snack bracket in that type of vehicle obviously you know the 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 car to get is the Mazda CX-50 you know it's much 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 better driving car than the Santa Fe is but in terms of quietness and ride comfort i was really impressed yeah. with the uh, with the Santa Fe it's very very quiet it looks it's very boxy but it's still it's very aerodynamic it's actually more aerodynamic than the the previous generation uh, Santa Fe and i think that helps a lot with like the the wind noise road noise things like that but and also you know getting the laminated glass up front and things things like that that really they, they, i think they really did a lot of work in terms of uh making the car you know quieter more a little bit more plush also oh, you know, said, when, yeah. you, when you're inside this vehicle um with the screen that's been lifted uh from the ionic 6 you know it looks very much more upscale and we were talking about the land rover reference you know there's one thing i i noticed when you look at the steering wheel from the santa fe it looks exactly like the steering wheel out of a, a Land Rover vehicle. <laughs> yeah, I saw it on the pictures. Yeah, yeah exactly. The, it it's, all the... it's missing is just a Land Rover <laughs> name, you know. But it looks exactly the same. So, I mean, they say you know, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, right? And so <laughs> this this, uh, this vehicle does that really to a T. I think it, I think it looks good. There's a couple of neat features as well. There's sort of like a grab handle on the side that you can sort of like step on the rear tire and then put your hand through a grab handle to access the roof okay uh, so you want to take down a kayak or something uh, yeah, exactly. like a bike like Celine Dion take the kayak <laughs> yeah that's it so <laughs> there's uh, there's that which is uh, which is kind of neat and um 
obviously also, you know, the, with the higher end models, you get stuff like dual chargers for cell phone, charge two uh, cell phones up front. Um, in terms of uh, fuel consumption, you know, we didn't drive it in the city. We only drove it in uh, on highways yep. and also on country roads. And with the 2.5 liter turbo, I got 8.8 liters to 100 average. So if you throw in some city driving, of course, they didn't want us to drive through Seoul traffic, you know, because it was like really insane. So we we were actually we were, we were bussed out to somewhere in the countryside <laughs> to get the vehicles and drive on from there. Um, and with and with the hybrid, there's also a hybrid version, obviously, with the 1.6. Uh, Did you get liter. to drive that one yeah, as well? We drove yeah. that one as well. Okay. That doesn't get the eight-speed uh, double clutch transmission; gets a regular six-speed automatic. And so you've got uh, obviously less power, less torque. And with that vehicle, we got. Um, uh, I think it was like a little over or a little under seven liters per per one hundred. So, mm-hmm. but again, no no city driving, yeah. just highway and. But that's really pretty much pretty impressive for you know, that for, that size for, of for the size a, that vehicle. You know, vehicle. Having said that, you know you're not you know you you gonna have to time it really well if you're gonna pass a truck on a two lane highway, you know, a country road or something like that because there's not that much power under mm-hmm. under your right foot. But like I said, if you're looking, if you're not keen on performance or dynamics or anything like that, and you want something that's roomy, that's comfortable, and that looks pretty darn good as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a good choice. Uh, the hybrid model is going to be standard. That's the hybrid powertrain standard in Canada. Yeah, exactly. And then after that, the turbocharge goes and it's the other way around in the U.S. Exactly. Okay. In, the, in the U.S., the, um, the, the hybrid is the, uh, is not the base model. It's the 2.5 turbo. Yeah. But in Canada, the, the base will be the, the hybrid and the higher end models will get the 2.5. The two point, the Santa Fe's with the 2.5 liter turbocharged engines are built in Montgomery, Alabama. So it's a bit closer in terms of, uh, you know, getting trucks or getting these vehicles right, to us. Right, so. so those will be the first ones to, to land here at, at Canadian dealerships. The hybrids are produced uh, still in Korea. That's right. So yes, it's going to take a few more uh, a few more weeks before they, they get on stream. Okay. So that's the key uh, difference. That's the reason why you're going to see the 2.5 turbo on the market sooner okay. than the, uh, the hybrid version. All right. And now you've had the opportunity to drive another Mercedes AMG, the GT Coupe. Yes, so. yes. So you're familiar with that vehicle. Yes. Yeah, sure. uh, a couple of questions arose when um, uh, the generation changed because uh, a lot of things have been brought on board the new AMG GT Coupe. A lot of things left um uh, the vehicle as well, and we'll talk about that. But one of the main characters of the uh, the Mercedes-Benz family joined is the uh, all-wheel drive, the 4Matic Plus system, mm-hmm. which the older generation was only rear-wheel drive. Now, that means a lot for the vehicle because it changes the whole dynamic. For sure, but it's also the same thing with the SL. Yeah, you know, same platform. It's the they, same platform. They have the same platform. The SL also has the all-wheel drive now. Yeah, so the that's formatic a big, plus. That's a big, uh, big step. So it changes a lot with the vehicle mm. in terms of driving dynamics because it's not the constantly trying to kill you type car it used to be it wasn't all that bad i mean i've driven worse cars but mm-hmm. but you know or better cars it, it, depending on what 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 day you're 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 driving it uh but the formatic plus system kind of brings you know 
it's going to bring more buyers into it. It's going to, you know, bring maybe a, 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 a older class of buyers that are were a little bit more afraid of the of the of the uh, rear wheel drive car because it could snap on you. Uh, but still, uh, uh, the V8 four liter uh, turbocharged engine, which is uh, still the same kind of uh, power output. We're looking at 577 for uh, uh, the 63 variant, mm-hmm. and there's a 55 variant, which is 469 horsepower. Um, Plenty of power, of course. No hybrid stuff under the hood. Not at this time. Uh, Mercedes-Benz, obviously, and AMG say that it's going to come at some point. There's going to be a full electric AMG GT at some point. But for now, it's kind of fun to know or to drive a vehicle that's there's not because everybody, you know, every member of the Mercedes-Benz family is getting the EQ technology and then yeah. EQ Boost and this and yeah. that. And then when you drive the new AMG GT. Yes, there's an all-wheel drive system now on it, but it's still the same, you know, V8, you know, like amazingly sounding uh, mm-hmm. uh, engine that that uh, it carries over. Uh, there's all kinds of uh, obviously in the inside, it's completely different. I mean, if you remember yeah. that the the, the mm-hmm. other generation was a little bit tiny, it's still tiny, but now you can have an option for two seats in the rear. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody with legs, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> obviously, because it's, yeah. you know, maybe for very small children, children or, some, you know, uh, uh, grocery bags uh, uh, at, at some extent. Uh, but uh, a little bit better visibility. They tried to make it, you know, according to the style of the GT, it still has the same, you know, swooping lines. So it's very difficult to get any visibility of that vehicle. I think it was a little bit better, but uh, compared to the other generation when I sat in it, but it's still very large A-pillars. And when you're backing up, you know, any backup maneuver is just, you can't see anything. Um, screens, obviously at Mercedes-Benz, that's the same, you know, horizontal screen in the front. There's a, there's a digital uh, uh, um, a cluster as well. A uh, little bit more ergonomic. Uh, before you used to have to kind of play around with the controls and stuff. You know, with the manual uh, controls was a little bit tricky, and the infotainment system was much trickier. Now it's the same as you get uh, with 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 other uh, vehicles in the Mercedes lineup. Uh, since there's no hybrid uh, component to the, the engine, so there's not uh, the, the 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 chassis components are not electrified, so they're using a hydraulic. Uh, a system, system, system yeah, suspension exactly. system with a mm. with a central system, a pump that you can basically calibrate each wheel individually according to the drive modes. It's a very complicated system. It works, you know, tremendously well. Uh, I was surprised with switching through the drive modes. I mean, in comfort mode, the vehicle is much more comfortable than yeah. it was in the other generation. But in sport mode. It doesn't lose any of that comfort. It just gives you more, you know, it's more swift. It's more, you know, uh, 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 quicker. It's more, you know, it shifts better. Uh, it's just the suspension is better, but it doesn't compromise that much of uh, uh, comfort, which is was pretty impressive to me. Obviously, uh, Sport Plus mode, the try to make it a little bit more tail happy for those you know remin- reminiscent of the old model yeah because they just send more more torque to the rear wheels uh, you know and, obviously yeah, you know obviously. sending everything in the back mm. and there's a race mode obviously to clock times on 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 the racetrack which no one will do which no one will do with this specific vehicle because uh, you know they're 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 expecting more variants there was the r variant yeah, as well the gtr uh, yeah. variant which is uh, uh yeah i wouldn't think that, 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 but that yeah. it will yeah. probably 
come. Mm. Uh, but for this vehicle, I think it's a brother. For this, you know, the 55 and the 63 is a brother. It's it, they're making it more accessible for a broader audience with the all-wheel drive system, and it's it's a little bit more. Did they talk about golf bags? Domesticated. <laughs> Did they talk about golf bags? I, 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 I'm pretty sure you can fit a golf bag in the rear, obviously, but that's saying a lot about putting that vehicle in, the, in yeah, other exactly. people's uh, hands. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, well, uh, braking, yeah. you know. Absolutely, uh, too almost too much braking. So mm -hmm. there's the, there's no lacking of that. Um, what I don't really like about, uh, and it's a very very small detail at Mercedes, but they have now the uh, the door handles that pop out. Yeah, and then you get close to the vehicle. Sometimes they pop out at the right time. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes you lock them, but you still need to get into the car. You can't snatch them back. It's a little detail that I found that it was. Uh, make it more traditional if you're gonna, you know, mm -hmm. go towards that market. Maybe older people will say, "Oh, I, I don't like the, uh, the the door handles." Uh, but otherwise, a good drive. Uh, and to say we always make a comparison with this vehicle with the 911, yeah. right? We always say, you know, does it does it uh, have as much character? Does it have? Can it compete? I don't really think so. <laughs> uh, you know, because it lost some of that. Soul yeah. that 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 yeah. soul from the rear wheel drive. I, I I don't you know as a as a passionate car driver, you know I I I like the other model. I like this one as well. It's just it's so domesticated compared to the other generation. And if you're a nine eleven person, you know you might not be. Mm -hmm. As thrilled, it's gonna be some. The, you know, the, the 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 this new GT is more GT than it was ever before. So mm -hmm. very powerful, but a little bit more tame and maybe a little bit less spice that you would find in. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not gonna find you. You're gonna find in the 911 lineup, but maybe you're not gonna find with the GT. So, so Gab, you uh, drove a three-row vehicle that yeah. we're not going to see very often <laughs> in that three-row. Configuration, uh, the Land Rover Defender 130. Yeah, the 130. You know, obviously, you know, everybody knows the what the Land Rover, the new Land Rover Defender looks like. I mean, it's even a Lego model for crying out loud. So, <laughs> so that's that's how popular that is. Very boxy, obviously. Um, but now they've come out with this new 130 uh, variant, which is much longer. Yeah. Um, so you're talking about. About a foot longer, I would say, than the uh, the 110. Mm -hmm. um, and so the whole idea behind this is to have a vehicle that is suitable for off-road driving and still have three rows of seats uh, inside inside the vehicle. Now, right. the, the tester that I had was pretty... It looked pretty badass, I got to say. It was all black and it was like a matte black. It was wrapped, you know, with the, the bodywork with, with that matte uh, wrapping. And um, it looked really, really cool. I mean, I got a lot of looks uh, on this vehicle. A lot of women were actually <laughs> fascinated by it. It was kind of strange, but nevertheless. So this car has, you know, like off-road tires, a little bit more uh, right height. Yep. There's a ladder on the side of it. You know, the the top portion of the uh, of the glass. Of course, yeah. So you can step on the uh, the rear tire or open the rear door, and then you can sort of like climb using the the ladder to get to the roof rack that's on top of it. I went and got a Christmas tree with the thing. You know, that's, <laughs> that was pretty nice to get up the ladder and throw the 
Christmas tree up there and tie it up. But um, oh, so you put it on the top? Yeah, of oh, course. Oh, I nice. Put that inside. Yeah, yeah, because it's gonna it's gonna make a mess. Needles right? everywhere, and that's <laughs> you know, that that like tree sap or whatever. I didn't want to ruin the finish or anything Obviously. like that. So yeah, put it on top. <laughs> but with the, the with the with the knobby tires and the more ride height and this roof rack on top, it doesn't fit in underground parking lots in the city. I found that out. So okay, yes, yeah, so depending it's on it's a the, bit of an issue there. But nevertheless, but you can lower the suspension a yeah, little bit. But, but you, you don't want to so, risk it, especially with the tree on top. Right? <laughs> well, I didn't carry the tree inside the thing. But nevertheless, um, you know, it's got it's got good. Good power, obviously. It's got the the mine had the six cylinder engine, the P four hundred exactly P four hundred. So it's, it's a do it all engine. For, yeah, for, it's pretty. For, yeah. It's pretty smooth. It's pretty silky, and um, and uh, obviously, you know, this is not a vehicle that gets great gas mileage. It's about as aerodynamic as a brick. Yeah, you know, it's like very tall and and very boxy. Um, but uh, in terms of uh, the presence uh, that it has, and it, it's also not a vehicle that you want to drive fast. You know, it's a vehicle that you you can't quite content with, like following the speed limit and things like that. How comfortable is it? Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's not that much of a rough ride. Obviously, with the with the knobby tires, you get yeah. a bit of road noise and things like that. And you know, but it's a long wheelbase vehicle. You know, it's like it's it's much longer than than the one ten or the ninety. So it that kind of like uh, tends to smoothen things out um, very well appointed inside um, and uh, you, you have that nice screen obviously in in, uh, in the center you get uh, wireless uh, Apple CarPlay things mm-hmm. like that so no it was a it was a really um, it's it's really a cool vehicle but as always you know with Land Rover first, first of all it's very expensive you know and base price was 93,000 throw in a few options that my tester had were north of a hundred thousand dollars Canadian yeah so that's quite quite a significant chunk of change but I think you know when you talk about Land Rover, I mean, we tend to harp on that sometimes, but it's, it's really the reliability, you know, the long-term reliability after three years on the road, they don't have that. Uh, if you look at all the surveys from JD Power, the vehicle dependability survey that measures owner satisfaction after three years of ownership of the vehicle, that's where they, they tend to take a major hit. Yeah. Um, and it's going to take, a, you know, I didn't have any issues uh, with reliability or any of the systems of the of this Defender that I drove for a week. Everything went flawlessly. But, you know, that's only a week's worth of, of driving. And also, it's going to take a while before they can, Land Rover can increase their scores in terms of, because yes. you know, it's going to take a while for this new vehicle to be on the road for three years yeah. and to see how it fares yeah. down, down the line. So that's the, the key thing, maybe the, the one thing that... Uh, would like uh, make you think twice about you know getting into that uh, vehicle is the the long term uh, reliability, but uh, man, it was really quite a looker. Yeah, and it you know it, it does it, look great. And it, yeah, it, it it did the job really well. The question I have for you is that you know you're in a certain price bracket yeah. with the Defender, and it's a three row vehicle, right? Mm-hmm. So you're you're a, f- a small family. 
Uh, you got a hundred thousand dollars to spend yeah. in a three-year-old family hauler, and there's plenty of choice out there yeah. in luxury brands. And I mean, I get in the Defender, and I'm like, there's a lot of nuts and bolts. I yeah. love it. Yeah, you know, yeah. a lot of plastic here and there. Um, grab handles, grab everywhere. handles everywhere. Yeah. But what about someone who wants, you know, that comfort for the kids in the rear yeah. or like the third-row seating and stuff yeah. like that? Is it in terms of comfort at par with another hundred thousand dollars to say like a, a like a uh, at Mercedes Benz or at, yeah. at, you know well obviously but, you know they, there's some trade-offs with the Defender because they want to keep that off-road capability yes, yes. which a lot of the other SUVs don't really have you yeah. know so well, this they, one, pret- they pretend to have but well, they yeah, don't exactly. and then that one really has it this one has it <laughs> obviously it's a long wheelbase vehicle so it's, it's going to be tricky if you get into some very tight trails and things like that but nevertheless you know with Land Rover it's all about off-roadability and that that capability that's yeah sort of like designed into each one of their in their vehicles that of course you know that you're going to have some compromise some trade-off yeah. in, as far yeah. as comfort is concerned and yeah. things like that but nevertheless you know if there's one thing issue with 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 this 130 that i drove <clears throat> it's because of course you've got the rear uh spare tire hanging off the back yeah it's pretty long. It's with make that it thing. even longer. So yeah. even when you're parking in like parking lots and shopping malls and things like that, when you're backing out of a space, you have to be very careful, you know, not to hit the other row of cars <laughs> that's behind you. You sort of have to do it like two or three forward, backward, forward, backward before yeah. you can get out. And um, you know, you're talking about rear visibility through the the center mirror. You can't see a thing. Because yeah, because of the, of the tires, kind of, of the tire, yeah, yeah. and even the backup camera, <laughs> the tire <Yeah>. interferes. <laughs> so. But nevertheless, you know, it's um, once you get used to these these kind yeah. of hangups, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, gonna, it's, to gonna, it. it's gonna work. But uh, no, yeah, it's a very very good looking uh, truck. Got a lot of thumbs up from all kinds of people about this. Probably had to do with the matte black paint. You yeah, know, it's just Darth Vader. Your car is here, kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. So we're still got a couple of weeks on the road ahead of us uh, before the holidays. Uh, I'm going to go out to uh, California to drive the Chevrolet Blazer EV, which is an important vehicle in Canada and the US, and uh, get our impressions on this one. And you're going out much further to drive <laughs> yeah. some uh, very unknown vehicles. We don't really know exactly, <laughs> but something's cooking at Audi yeah. and you're going to be there to see it. Yeah, I'm going to uh, Oman. Oman is a small country, uh, Arabian country, uh, which is sort of like uh, very close to Saudi Arabia, Yemen, and of course also the uh, United Arab Emirates. And we're going there to drive uh, the new lineup for the A3 family. So obviously Audi's a small compact car. So mm-hmm. I think we're going to be looking at A3, S3 and possibly even RS3. And also we're going to drive some some prototypes. They call them prototypes, but basically what what I think is going to we're going to drive is the new updated um Etron GT. Uh it's going to need, you know, they're going to do a facelift of this of this car. It's been on the market for a while, yep. but they're also with the uh new architecture that they've they're sharing with Porsche, developing new models and they've developed new uh, electric motors, new batteries as well. So I think they're going to introduce us to the fact that this new e-tron GT will get 
you know, more efficient, more powerful motors, and also perhaps more range from, from this new battery. So that's something that I'm really looking forward yeah. to because that's been a bit of an issue with the e-tron GT and also the Taycan yeah. uh, is the limited range when you compare it to the uh, competition. Having said that, you know, there, when they say you've got, you know, 400 kilometers of range you're gonna get 400 kilometers yeah, of, right, of range right. except not, for except with us in the middle of winter but that's about <laughs> it in the desert it's gonna be fine <laughs> yeah but anyway so i'm i'm looking forward to um to driving that and to see uh see what that's all about and of course we'll report back on that when we get back perfect well thanks for everything and uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks to uh, to report on uh, uh, the various events we're attending uh, follow us on uh, the web uh, carguideweb.com also on YouTube and uh, TikTok Instagram and Facebook for everything automotive thank you for watching see you next time take care and so long thank you for listening to the Car Guide podcast don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review if you'd like Visit us at carguideweb.com for daily updates and news on everything auto, as well as weekly reviews and drives. You can also follow us on Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram at The Official Car Guide.